Good day. Today we're talking about a very big subject. Comprehensive straw technique. And you know what? It'll change your life. Yeah, for the good. So, uh, some of you avid listeners uh, might remember the time when our lights exploded when we tried to record a video about straw technique. So, uh, having uh, tried numerous times to do that, yeah. uh, we gave up and decided just to make it into just a regular podcast. So, here we are. But before we get into that very exciting content, we have some music from Emma McGrath. Yeah, I just think there's something, something you're not feeling Even though you know it's there So just sit here with me Close your eyes Let the world just pass you by Feel your heart your breathing But don't say a So what does that um, invoke in you, that sort of music? Um, holding hands with people? Every, anyone? Um, Everyone in the, in the fields. Okay. Okay. Uh, I saw her, that's Emma McGrath. <laughs> I don't know why we said Emma McGrath, McGrath. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm uh, sure. I saw her at a charity concert recently. How old is she? She looks... She's young, she's like 50, well I think now she's 16, then she would be 15, right. but she writes all her own songs, they're really good songs, she goes on tour, not just in the UK, but she's starting to go international and stuff, so at a really young age she's getting recognised for her good songwriting. Yeah, because it is. And she's won really? awards for it, and, and it's being recognised around the world, so good honour is what I say. Yeah. So uh, Watch this space. Go and check her out, uh, her details will appear on the screen, but will also be in the blog. Right on. So we're talking about the straw, and what we will say in this in this next uh, passage, before um, before we go into facts and myths, um, you might want to run and get your straws. You might want to run and grab a couple, whatever you've got lying around at home, because we're going to be doing some demoing, some activities, some games. <laughs> So if you don't have any lying around, you know, in an ideal world, you'd be sort of listening to this podcast in a cocktail bar, but ideal. it's possible. Know? It's possible. So, but fact and myth, are we getting into that now? Let's then? do that, shall we? Yeah, this is a new feature that we're bringing in because we feel like we need to bring a lot of talk. We have a lot of talk about, opin about our opinions on subjects, um, ways we think things can help strategies to help singers but actually uh, there are some facts in the world also that um, cannot be uh, changed and or uh, viewed differently and one of those facts Christopher is that during a, an, an average day a female's vocal folds will oscillate over one million times do, do you want me to tailor a reaction to that please how do you how do you feel about that? Oh, that's a big number, isn't it? But um, is it true? 
Don't know. Is it a fact? It's in a book somewhere. <laughs> it is, it's in a lot of books. That Truth. Yeah. Truth. If it's in a book. Obviously, if they've been yeah. chatting, if they're yeah. quite chatty. If they're a teacher... No, I don't know. Oh, but I guess it's just another It's just another thing they've beat us on, isn't it? Yeah. yeah no, so why does it have to be a competition all the time? I, it's not. It doesn't have to be. Okay. Should we get on to the myth then? Yep. Good. So myth. Let me read the myth for you. Uh, nasal resonance contributes to your clarity. Of what? Clarity of thoughts or... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> clarity of... Um, suddenly, yeah. suddenly, I love, I, uh, suddenly I, I can think clearer. I love the way I just read it. Just, <laughs> just have no thought. Just you, typed it, you typed it and thought, I'll know what that means. Yeah. I'll know what it means. Clarity in uh, voice, in expression, in tone, probably. Yeah. A lot of people think that. They think that this is neither resonance is what it's all about. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I did, uh, for those avid fans again, you would have noticed the blog that I wrote on that recently, but um, just to clarify, it's been proven many times that uh, nasal resonance is not a factor in singing, really. Um, especially when, when you include like sinuses as well. It's actually um, a killer of tone. It, it's a dull murmur, as Ingo puts it. Um, there's been many studies to prove to prove that you know the, the nasal cavities don't reinforce harmonics specifically, um, and lots of studies anyway, and lots of talk about nasal resonance is very much like due to classical, or, or in the classical arena. But then some singers say they feel resonance in their nose or vibrations in their nose um, when they're singing, which is, you know, we can't deny the sensations of it. Does that mean that the nasal cavities are reinforcing? sound no um it's highly likely to mean that there's a lot of reinforcement of sound waves in the vocal tract and that those energy waves are traveling through bone and tissue um it feels namely good. namely the face and and it usually points back to the fact that the vocal folds are efficiently vibrating um if you can feel that there you, you're, you're, you're producing a lot of power if you can feel that so maybe what we're saying is if you feel it you're onto a good thing, but don't chase it. Yeah, don't try and put it there because it's not necessarily yeah. coming from there. However, I would like to say that um, in future we can provide we can provide some more information on this uh, because uh, Dr. Sundberg um, has done some sort of looking into this, and some singers again a bit more classically orientated who produce a lot of vocal energy may sometimes use the nose as a way of. Um, uh, attenuating the power of the voice to dampen it a little bit just to just to reinforce the point that it's not a resonator it's more of a dampener mm. so mm. if someone has far too much volume they may actually use nasality to um, dissipate that that volume which which can be helpful for a singer but again it's still uh, I think it's still up for discussion yeah but, but but again is it relevant for everyone I don't I don't really think so I think we should just start just just put it to bed yeah, move on. Move on. Get so, a new, and on get that a new note, beam. we should probably move on. Yeah. <laughs> Straws, in a minute. First up, survey. survey. Survey, survey, survey. We would like to just mention that we have taken heed of the survey. Uh, it was very insightful. Just so you know, nobody over 55 filled out the survey. Um, what does that say about our podcast? Just in a, in a quick... I'm not... We're, we're really hip. Yeah. Well, I just, I just think it's more like... They're too old to operate a computer, oh. so, you know, and my, my thing there is if I insult 
a few of them, maybe they'll be compelled to write a review. Because they probably do listen, they just, they just don't know how to, how to do it, you know, forward slash what. So if you are you're over the age of 55 and you are an avid listener and um, you're offended by what Chris just said, please fill out the survey and in one of the boxes, I'm sure there's one there that says slag Chris off, um, just Chris, just put in there, <laughs> you're an idiot, um, just couldn't be bothered. I had better things to do, but as you asked, like I'm, retirement, here I am. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> however, um, there are. We did get a lot of information. A lot of you guys are um, pros, coaches, or advanced singers. Really keen to hear from more guests and voice science, um, technique as well, uh, riffing. Uh, lots of different subjects, but obviously, if none of those are of interest to you, then you didn't fill out the survey, right? So. If you really want to hear about something completely different to technique science and advanced singing, then go to the nakedvocalist.com forward slash survey and then tell us what you do want and we'll, we'll get it arranged. We'll, we'll bring those subjects to this. So that's all really, we have to say really, about that. Really helpful. Mm. Really helpful with the coffee. Um, <laughs> now let's get into why we're here. Why are we here, Chris? So, a little bit of a straw fight. We've never done that before, have we? No, really, because it's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, but we'll do, it, do it forever now, I think. So, there's been some advancements in the research behind straw. And th this is why we've now found out that it is really, really good for singers, <laughs> right? <laughs> Don't play that down. But we right. just before we start, though, we must give credit to your boy. I mean, the, the guys. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Teet say, yeah. um, he does say, he said, uh, people keep keep crediting me for uh, inventing the straw, and he's quite clear that I didn't invent the straw. Um, but uh, yeah, you're right, he's been amazingly integral um, in um, taking forward the research in it, right? Yeah, yeah, and his uh, and his team, his daughter, Karen Teetse-Cox, mm -hmm. you know, I, I sat in one, two of her workshops in LA <coughs> last couple of weeks. Just want uh, to throw that in. Just... Um, when, when she was talking about th this research and how they are trying to spread the word about the straw um, because it is just so beneficial. Yeah, 100%. So why is it so beneficial then? What does it, what does it do? Well, that's a great question, Chris. Um, I, I think, <laughs> no, before we get into that, we need to talk about um, what it is a singer is looking for, mm -hmm. right? Um, what we're looking for, for efficient, healthy singing, because then that will make it easier to understand how the straw works. Yes. So as a singer, what we're really looking for is, is two things, that's all, nothing else, just two. <laughs> um, one is a, a cracking vocal fold position. Right. And the second is what's referred to as self-oscillation, which is uh, when the folds are just doing their thing without being manhandled too mm, much. Or, or kind of... The opposite to that is forced oscillation, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Where yeah. you actually have to drive at them with airflow to make them sustain vibration or sustain sound, right? Absolutely, yeah. And uh, it's a bit, you think of it like a, one way that we explain it is a, is a flag in the wind. Mm. You know, it just, the wind blows and it just moves. And that's what we want our, our folds to do. Um, and and it's, it's, we're aware that the vocal fold position is very... Uh, it's going to move around, but there are three um, sort of rough configurations yeah, of, yeah. of what we're looking for. And then we can probably stick up a little diagram yeah. on the video right about now yeah. um, of, of these three. Um, and we're really looking for, for this healthy, efficient sound, we're really looking for this square-like configuration, which is recruiting 
a combination of the muscle fibers in the folds as opposed to, as you say, modal. Modal, which is very much just kind of excessive bottom adduction, which and is um, which we'll show on the diagram. Um, falsetto. Which is essentially just too much of the chest voice muscle, if you like, or mechanism being involved mm. and not enough um, of the ligament, mm. uh, which is on the top side. Yeah. Um, and then the opposite to that, yeah, is falsetto or, or head voice, or depending on which kind of continent you're on, yeah. you know, they call it that. And that's very much like no TA activity if you, for your nerdy people, mm. no modal register in that. It's very much just the ligament contacting on the vocal folds. Um, not very square at all. You know, the, the, the modal's almost like divergent. Mm. But the one we want in between and is not convergent, not not too convergent, but just kind of almost square. So yeah, and that, yeah, that's, that's the that's mixed configuration. Yeah, that's it, and that's and that's what uh, that's the feeling. You, that's what you, you the feeling you'll get from that is when things are good, when things are feeling healthy, feeling efficient. If you're not looking for that kind of sound as a singer, um, if you're not looking for a healthy, efficient sound, then don't worry about this. Uh. <laughs> but but that's that's really what we're chasing here, and. Um, and uh, so those two things are really what we're looking for to try and create the self oscillation and the vocal fold positioning. And imagine if there was something in the world that really helped with that, that really helped to create that environment. Coincidence? Is that what it is? Just cool. You got two, so greedy. Um, but there is, thank God. Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. Straw therapy. So what? What is? Um, what's the crack then? Well, we're gonna kill. We're going to kill you, okay? <laughs> with with benefits that is, and possibly information in a short space of time. Um, but the straw is a part of the semi occluded vocal tract exercise group SOVTs, right? Yeah, I'm because bored it, already. I'm bored. It slightly occludes the vocal tract. Um, doesn't let as much uh, airflow or acoustic energy out. Which, for the first benefit, that builds oral pressure, as you'll notice if you do it. Like the cheeks will kind of instinctively want to puff out from mm. the building pressure in there. Um, and one of the benefits is that can that oral pressure can push back and kind of equalise the pressure from the lungs, or partly equalise it. Um, which means the vocal folds don't have to do the whole job of holding back lung pressure, you know, dealing with excessive volume if you're that kind of singer who uses too much air. So the Which straw... common. Yes, super common. Uh, so the straw is a way of like relieving the vocal folds of that job so they can function better. That you can stretch them better and they can gain better muscle memory by stretching and sirening up and down. Ace. So that's, uh, that's one, one benefit. Benefit one. Okay. Benefit two yeah. is the reflection of energy back to the source. Well, not the source, if we're being really particular about it, because I know that Karen and Inga would shoot us in the head if we get things like that wrong. Yeah. But um, there's gonna be a lot of getting stuff wrong today. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, in terms of what the scientists would say. But, are, we gonna, are we gonna have a little pop-up saying, don't quote me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or just quote me and I'll just apologize later. I don't think it needs to pop up, just keep it on permanently. <laughs> <laughs> just it's ballpark um, but no yeah the reflections back to the source we don't really want to get into formulas and harmonics right now and, and how that really helps with this self oscillation um, and the vocal fold positioning but please just trust us in that this 
the, the, the postures that it creates will help with that reflection. Yes, and when we say source, we mean vocal folds. Right. So it's the source of sound. You've got it, man. And uh, the, I think it's good to point out as well that self-oscillation that it, that is um, kind of generated because acoustic energy is like oscillatory. It's things in vibration. Right. Which means they go backwards and forwards, or, or in, in this case, they can kind of push and pull. Yeah. Which, is, which helps the vocal folds action of open and close. And they kind of, that's why they help each other. Works in sync. But this is an interesting thing though, is, is I've, I've heard uh, Ingo said before, and, and Karen mentioned it as well, is, is that um, if you really start to think about, as a singer, all this stuff can s seem very foreign. But just as a, a, an insight into the way that, I don't want to like pigeonhole all scientists, but the way that scientists think is that, um, in, in, in reference to this, everything is an oscillation yes. in life. Yeah, and ex what do they say? Except for migration. That's it. When you go and leave to Australia and you don't come back, that's the only only instance in that entire life that you won't that's oscillate. Something in the world doesn't oscillate. Yeah. yeah. When you go to the shop, you come back. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> when you blink, you open your eyes again. You know so, everything. So with that in mind, what you just saying with the fold oscillating and the sound waves oscillating in the in the vocal tract, everything is oscillating together and just creating this dance yes in the vocal track so um that's important benefit number three uh because uh tubes and our vocal tract is a tube uh tubes have places along them or, or it can resonate sound waves at certain points along the tube right um the longer the tube the more places of resonance there will be, the more energy that that tube can give a sound wave. All you have to do is, if you've ever got smashed on a night out and just sang in a traffic cone, quite likely, I have. Yeah, I know I've you seen have. it, I filmed it. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, that, uh, the, the straw is a similar thing to getting pissed and singing in a traffic <laughs> cone. But no, the straw elong elongates the tube of your vocal tract, so it has more, it, it basically extends the areas of resonance. So it means you can capture the energy of, m well, more harmonic energy, which means that more harmonic energy is reflected back for that self-oscillation mm. and for that vocal fold positioning. So, um... Because uh, a literal can do a similar job in terms of reflecting back, mm. but it can't add extra areas of resonance to boost that effect. Yeah. Hence why the straw is just second to none. Yeah, great. And in all that reflection, it encourages the correct air pressures above the folds in order to push and pull yes. the folds together. And, um, and so uh, that's all good. We, we don't necessarily need to go into that right now, but we've just we've summarised that extending helps the extension of the instrument the, the shapes help with reflecting and also helping balance subglottal pr air pressure yes anything else do you want to add on to the i mean that's i mean for me i'll take that and i'm gonna i'm gonna use this the rest of my life but anything Ooh. else you want to add well yeah you know for four ailments especially um uh the pressure that builds so the the pressure builds all the way down the trachea basically from the lips because it's blocked so that spreads apart the vocal folds which means that they can still be an oscillation that you can still be using them like in voice um, but there's like a cushion of air between them mm. so they barely contact which means that if there's been a vocal injury surgery rehab inflammation mm. excessive singing and hoarseness um, it's it's shown uh, in research again by one of 
Ingo's um, uh, associates, Kitty Verdolini, that it's more beneficial to use vibration of the vocal folds when recovering from anything like that. But it's the potential contact of those vocal folds that could be damaging, not the fact that they're being used. Mm. So the straw is a way of avoiding that. Um, it's also a way of exploring high volume without um, uh, getting too much contact on the vocal fold so you can get used to the higher end of air pressure in your voice. Yeah. If you were to just slam your folds together, uh, 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 yes. uh, and then try and do that through the straw. Yeah. <laughs> and it kind of gets um, dulled. And also for voices that are quite squeezed, that are quite tired and, and pressed together, which is a, a major vocal ailment, um, the, vo the uh, intraglottal pressure, the pressure between the folds, can spread again the vocal folds apart to unpress them, unsqueeze them and return a voice um, back to balance back to that square shape, which ultimately the square shape leads to less lung pressure needed to create sound. Mm. And Directly also, efficient. And encouraging that balance between the TA and CT. Mm -hmm. For the richest harmonic possible. Yeah. Um, so now what we could do with really getting into is um, uh, what, what we can use this for and how to do it. So first of all then, so what, what could we use this for? What sort of scenarios? Well, um, you mentioned a few of them already, so I don't want to bore everyone at home. But um, <laughs> it's obvious. If it creates this beautiful environment, warming up, everyone should warm up. Warming down, everyone should warm down. Underestimated warming down, so yeah. Yeah. Love that. Vocal rehab. Mm, yeah. Used so much in, in vocal therapy. Any from you? Um, I think uh, we said as well, exploring vocal extremes, yep. exploring volume, range, range exactly. Um, keeping a stable larynx position. Again, the don't quote me bit comes out, but as we ascend and descend through the straw, it kind of breaks certain relationships between areas of resonance in the voice and harmonics that move through them. Essentially like, this is the bare bones as to why larynxes raise uncontrollably half the time, mm. right? So the straw really breaks that. It kind of very indirectly keeps the larynx from raising at certain points. It keeps it low and, and breaks that relationship, right? Yeah. So it's good for breaking that relationship. Um, chord closure. Yeah, chord closure. Yep. Brilliant for that, because again, you can explore that safely. And especially just, um, there's a lot of this going on today. Yeah. Um, easy. Um, especially uh, in places where we will f struggle to find chord closure yes. in an efficient way. Yes. I, normally high notes. Yes. Right? Yeah. And, and again, like, you know, the elusive mixed voice. Yep. If you're looking for a mixed configuration of the vocal folds, then this is a very quick way to getting to it. But everything else is um, after that is trying to understand it on open vowels. Um, moving away from the straw. Moving yeah. away, because nothing is, is as good as when the straw is in the yeah. mouth. So like, get over that bit. Yeah. Everything's harder from here. But equally as well, you know, I'm just, I am just quoting Karen Tietze Cox here, um, <laughs> just consistently. Um, the, uh, the muscle memory. We yes. know that, right? We yes. kind of know that anyway, but, it, but it's, well, after using the straw for five minutes, it, when you do open out into song or into vowel, um, your body will hold on to those postures. Mm -hmm. Even if for a short time. Yeah. Yeah. And you can experience that. And then the perpetuating effect of feeling that for a short amount of time. And yes. then again, and then, it, oh, that's what it should feel like. And then you get the feedback it. and then you can reproduce 
the situation hopefully better without the need of a straw in totally. the future, right? Um, so I think we covered why, how, rammed it down people's throats. Ah. But this bit's for people who've skipped ahead, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we should probably put a time when they throw at the start. Like we'll put the timestamp. What should you do? If you want to use it, Chris. Well, the, the we got the standard ones to begin with. Right. You know, they, they, they were started on, on Ingo's first video, his viral video, which is amazing. Um, but this is just to basically incorporate um, all of your voice in terms of pitch. So it's a siren from the very bottom to the very top. Right. And that's one. Just a quick point on this for people at, at home. It's not a quiet sound, particularly behind the straw. You hear some people doing it, it's like, and when they take, if they were to take the straw away, it'd be like, and it's, that's not the point because that wouldn't generate a square shape of the vocal fold. Mm. It wouldn't generate the most efficient no. use and you wouldn't be recruiting certain parts of your vocal fold fiber. So there has to be something present in the bottom. Ah, oh, some of that. And then taking that up, you're likely to feel a crack. Everyone feels a crack almost every time. Mm. That's your vocal break. That's the um, instabilities between registers that you're going to have, but that will get smoother and smoother the more you do it. And that's a great transition, actually, to the next one, which is descending. Yes. Because if you are in a situation where you, we have to engage that bottom end, um, and you might be in a situation where you can't break, where you can't crack. Yes. And it's just... That's just taking so much of that modal register high, right? Right, right. And so that's a situation where we know that that isn't the, the right way to go. So let's go from the top. Yes. And then use the straw for its benefit there. And again, you might feel that go clunk again. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, C crash down. Good control, mate. I like that. Harrison. Screw it up on request. So that's, um, yeah, really helpful. Um, show us the sirens as well. That's really great for exploring the, the... The kind of jumpy hills. Yeah, for exploring the volume and pitch as well. Yeah, and I feel this is, in basic terms, is very much just a let's, um, let's explore every... every um, every volume and yes. every pitch, right? And it's yes. just, will my body catch onto some of those things on the way through, right? So yeah, just. And they're kind of, they're kind of growing in volume and pitch. And it's kind of forte, but it's not like really busting, yeah. busting your nuts about it. Again, on the forte thing, if you're feeling like you're going forte, and it's um, <laughs> is that with that as well yeah yeah Forte. Um, and it's too much and you feel like your eyes gonna pop out your head then you have to readdress something because it might forte might not be the thing for you at that moment in time yeah. <laughs> so you might have to pull it back check the blood vessels yeah. i'd say during this we're talking ideally in an ideal world once everything is settled down we're probably a bit more balanced then we're looking for a smooth transition up and down no matter what exercise we're doing um and just a uh, being able to play around that airflow but yeah. to begin with it might just be we have to keep it either a little bit quieter um, or increase the storage which we'll go into in a bit but okay yes. so, so what's the fourth exercise we've got um, we had the, the siren we had the descents and we had the hills yes and, you, and each one of those exercises just for clarity 
you would do them for a certain length of time, which we'll discuss in a bit, right? Sure. But then, then it's just down to get onto some melodies. Sure. Just so you can start to experience a, a mixed configuration or a balanced sort of uh, vocal fold setting across different intervals that aren't just, you know, in sequence or, um, you know, traveling only upwards. Yep, later on. Just to melody through it. Should we come around the mountain? No. Oh. That, that, so, yeah, same intervals. No, that was a uh, um. uh, change is going to come. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, so you can experience that for a minute or two. But uh, another tip there is like, do you puff your cheeks or don't you? Um, I find for very tense singers who are like that, to let the cheeks puff is to give in to oral pressure. And I, I often find for, for singers um, that means that the tension in the throat also just goes away and the tension in the tongue or whatever goes away. However, some singers, myself included, I don't feel like I need to let my cheeks puff because the back of my throat isn't tensing or reacting to this new situation. So it's not a question of skill. I just think it's a question of, you know, are you tense? Um, try a puffy cheek. Are you using this to polish your voice? Maybe uh, an unpuffed cheek might work for you, but again, that's just empirical data. It's not really sure. got any backing around it. All right, so number five. So now we're on to auxiliary exercises, right? So these are ones that um, uh, you can use the straw for uh, to actually move things forward beyond the warm up, possibly. Uh, the first one is laughing or, or giggling, and uh, this is like, Partly born from straw, partly born from uh, SLT, speech language therapy techniques and stuff, um, to gain chord closure in a, in a healthy manner, to, <laughs> to, to kind of turn off and on. A little bit like a, a reversing truck as well. Right. So that you're oscillating your vocal fold, you're like practicing the off and on, off and on, on a moving airstream. And because a laugh is very sort of, uh, it's an emotional response, right? Yeah. And emotional responses in the voice get, Try it. usually get a really good result. What I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking of David Brent. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's, every, it's every really word. bad, isn't yeah, it, yeah. that scene? Yeah. Um, but this one's really brilliant for developing strength uh, in the chest voice muscles, so in the TA and in the adductory muscles, but without cooking it too much. So if you take a laugh from the top, <laughs> that's it it's a bit like santa would do it you know yeah. kind of like <laughs> and you know what? when you see someone laugh like that and you you monitor the note where they go to like say a guy guys who say they have no range they laugh down from high c you know with a strong sound yeah. and and that's the power of like primal sounds um so once you've got that laugh going on a few times take it on an arpeggio <laughs> you know that kind yeah. of thing <laughs> and then take it up and down the range but keep fast get faster because <laughs> the more you slow down the more like excessive tension in the muscle is going to probably going to be used yeah so you have to get that laugh just right so it's nice and speedy um still rich and not too light and that the tops you just let them spin out you just let them go wherever they want to go cool and i've, I've found that has been really helpful in training voices just to be really agile and quite rich cracker Next, uh, next one is Mesa de Voce, which is basically just crescendo to diminuendo across eight beats. So uh, 
Um, the, the straw helps you to explore that with less chance of injury and better vocal function on that. So to increase volume, you have to increase air pressure, but you don't necessarily have to increase cord closure or increase adduction. That's how unskilled singers would do it. Uh, squeeze, as well as high air pressure. We don't want to do that. So to practice not doing that in the straw and just increasing airflow. And then just try that Beautiful. on different pitch ranges between um, in your chest voice up into your break. You know, yeah. you can try that across for like a few minutes. It seems like the straw is allowing to train in that function. Yes. Um, because of what it does here. Yes, and you'll notice with the oral pressure, my cheeks started to puff because oral pressure grows because it would. Mm. More air is coming through, but I'm practicing to not go and go and yeah. squeeze it. So it's very good for that. Um, what do you have then for that? I mean, very um, straightforward really, it would just be sustaining, sustaining with vibrato mm -hmm. on certain pitches. Can you just feeling around um, on certain pitches where you might need it? So again, any you know, choose your pitch, um, but often pitches where you would run into trouble um, in the upper upper registers. Yeah. Right. So just anywhere, and just starting to just sit on the sit on those pitches, um, and just feel feel your. And I've I've because different pitches, different different frogs, different times, <laughs> right? Different pitches have obviously a different setting. You can you can often like be sustaining, sustaining on one pitch and then move to the next and just feel like you've lost everything yes, right. in your life. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so my house, but, my dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just spend some time readjusting. And that's a beautiful thing with it because it's not, you're not overdoing anything. You can spend some time just going, where is it? Okay, there it is. And you just find your spot again. And you find a spot and guess what? Next time you do it, you find it quicker. Yeah. Do you do it like a Thunderbird all the time as well? Did I just do that? Yeah, you did. I don't even yeah. know what I'm doing. <laughs> Self-awareness, Steve, you're being filmed, right? Um, but anyway, we should. how do you choose a straw? Real quickly, um, arguably, the thinner the better. These are three millimeter in diameter, um, which provides a lot of this reflection, the word inertance, okay. if you wanna go and look at that. But a lot, a lot of what we need is helped by the thinner the straw. However, some people aren't that comfortable with a thin straw straight away, especially if they use too much air to sing, or just are completely alien to the whole process and hate it. Hence why um, this straw, I think, is 4.3 millimeters. Notice they're a similar length, they're both about five inches. That's quite a good length. Um, length is not as important as diameter. Never. Um, but still relevant. So uh, if the diameter is large, like a drinking straw, which none of these are, they're not that helpful, but they could be helpful. They have to be long though, if you're gonna have a large straw. Mm. But yeah, if it's a thin straw, say four to five inches is is, is really good um, choice. If you don't have a larger straw, just take several um, thin straws and put them in. The great thing is then you can reduce over time as well when, when things start to settle down a tiny bit. Yes, because now I'm back down to this bad boy, you know, and I've, I've taken a journey. I was on these two. <laughs> I had five. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so that's length and diameter. Now, what, what about actually using it one yeah, time um, and all that? So as Dr. Ingo states, um, don't do it forever. 
as in five minutes is enough. Yes. People often ask, you know, how long should I be doing it for? Because you could literally just spend it. But the, the benefit comes in very short um, practice practices, mm-hmm. five minutes, but replicate that every hour. Yes, that's right. You know, and, and then the, the, the magic comes in, like everything in life, time spent. So doing it eight times a day for five minutes, seven days a week for... 52 weekly okay don't do any maths we're singers remember for long times <laughs> um, then you really will change you will change your voice you'll change you will change your voice that's true and you know what someone someone might go i can't do that eight times a day and it's like honestly you walk to the train station in my case i walk from the trains then then the other train station to the studio down to lunch back from lunch back to the train back home from the train right i've even done it on the way to the gym i could get seven times in a day easily easy because you can do it in the street yeah. no one can hear you do it yeah so uh i think that's a really good point and it's it, it, the the effects of regular five minutes are insane mm. but that um, said the final point we just need to say is that it doesn't it doesn't solve everything unfortunately although we bang on about it and we are we want to make this um we want to help dr ingo um get this out into the the public domain um it's uh it doesn't solve everything and in fact if you have if there are some issues then uh it it will hide that for mask the the issues for a a few seconds (laughs) but if we are overblowing if we do have too much tension it will over time hopefully try and help that but if we go out and then use the old habits again then um it's not going to work um, basically what we're saying is we need to use this in addition to a great vocal training regime yeah and at least this takes the bumps out the road for a few minutes yeah yeah. so that you can practice better vowels yeah. and better breathing use or whatever and even on stage you know when I, because you know no one's really watching us when we sing so because uh, the environment we sing in so, but, so it literally just after every song just realign readjust oh, that's where I am because obviously it's loud when you're singing on stage bad sound you all can that stuff you just find yourself again in that moment so use it often but it's not going to fix everything and don't do it for too long and no <laughs> and set yourself goals as well you know each one of those exercises we set out has a specific goal like sirening is balancing registers mm. laughing is is generating chord closure up into the higher ranges and the lower ranges so you know what do you want to train for that day mm. you know or, or that week and month Sweet. Um, so uh, we'd love to hear from you guys about any questions about this we've been using these for years and years with clients and ourselves so there's a lot of uh, experience between us from using them but obviously a lot of uh, information gathered from the horse's mouth sorry i didn't mean to call you a horse we've got one last section here today which is very relevant because we're using the straws to answer it it's listener question time jingle got one no no. didn't make one did we listener question time we can use a straw to help the situation shall i read the question yeah go on then okay listener question of the week I'll make one. Better than that. Thank you so much for your amazing podcast. It's incredibly helpful and fun. Be honest. I'm 26. (laughs) Slow blink. It's incredible. What? I'm 26 and I live and I sing for a living. Uh, Yeah. I gig with a jazz group as well as a band that plays in a church 
camps, conferences. I participated in multiple choirs in musical theatre from the beginning of high school through to two years of college, and I primarily sang as a first soprano. My tone was fairly, fairly light. Maybe a lot of people can relate to that, but definitely <laughs> clear and strong. Um, occasionally, I would experience biphonation. And this is the point in my voice, which was incredibly frustrating as no one knew why it was there or how to tackle the issue. And there is virtually no advice online right. to tackle biphonation. Out of college, um, I began singing in a more pop rock singer-songwriter style and developed my mixed voice tremendously. And I didn't need the high soprano notes I worked out on in college. Recently, I've been working on expanding my vocal range and styles and discovered that my head voice is nearly gone and the biphonation is back in hideous, hideous spades. I met with a vocal coach who assured me I've been singing and belting in a correct and healthy manner and I'm concerned to push through the head voice to develop it as I don't want to cause further damage. Here are a couple of videos. We're not sure if we can play them on here. If we're allowed, we haven't checked the, uh, if we're allowed to do that yet. So if, if, um, if Hillary comes back and, and we're allowed to play them, you will see them right now, the videos of her singing mm -hmm. and running for a scale if not we'll just continue yeah yeah um forgive my long-winded long-windedness but if there's any help advice or exercise you can give i'd be eternally grateful so, so what you have what are your initial thoughts on that then well I, 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 we went back to hillary and we and we spoke about the biphonation and first up we just got to ask the question which we did have you been scoped mm -hmm. um, and biphonation is just in in brief two tones Two notes at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two notes. Which is which for vocal folds is not normal. Mm. We have to say that yeah. it's not it's not quite normal, is it? And so it normally, well, it can be a sign of a pathology, polyps, mm -hmm. that kind of thing, because there's a disruption with the with the cycle. Yeah, and right. it's like it's where to the vocal folds um, or the tissue of the vocal folds, the left one is uh, vibrating at a different speed to the right one. Sure. Hence, we're getting two tones, and that, like Steve said, could be polyps because polyps happen usually on one side. Sure. Whereas nodules are usually both sides. Which would give the asymmetry. Yeah. And so on that, though, I mean, obviously we spoke about the the other causes of asymmetry. Yes. With Which could be another another sign. But on that scoping, obviously we asked her to get to get scoped and uh, and she hasn't yet, but I think she's going to look to do that because it's worth doing as a as a starting point. Yes. Uh, for all singers, to be honest with you. Yeah. See where you're at. Um, uh, see if you're healthy. Because if something does happen in the future as well, you can always check back yeah. and see if there's any difference. But asymmetry? Asymmetry, yeah. Some, some. Everyone has a degree of asymmetry, a lack of symmetry in the vocal folds. Um, but it's how much of that can can be a result um, or can lead to uh, diplophonia, as they say, like two two tones at one time. Mm. Um, so an asymmetrical situation could be a physiological thing. It could be. Uh, that person's level of asymmetry or asymmetry can sometimes be a result of high tension you know when muscles are forcing the vocal folds together possibly and creating this um, uh, this asymmetry like you know like muscle tension dysphonia or something like sure. a lot of tension there um, which could be a possibility which is a technical thing as well we've got to look at the whole thing of like changing styles experiencing more biphonation it's a red flag. Yeah. 
um, going contemporary and ignoring head voice. It's got to be a red flag, mm. right? Because belting is its own quality. But if you didn't go to your head voice or the top part of your voice in your training, even when training contemporary styles, then a part of the voice has been neglected. So we can't rule out the fact that some of that asymmetry and that tension um, could be the result of a, a lack of a available register. For her, probably the head voice again. Yeah, and because she, she's got a lovely voice, we we said that, and uh, and I it does seem that way, jumping from style to style, using the voice in a different way, and therefore even the note that she sings, it's true. The word true, that ooh vowel on an A four. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully we can play it, but if not, um, that's where the the uh, diplophonia mm-hmm. oh, happens. Happens. So. Um, so for us, you immediately just go, okay, can we change the vowel? Can yeah. we change the posture in order to create the right posture for that style? Because what she might be doing is in this new style, trying to create a sound that the old posture doesn't allow for, mm-hmm. especially on a vowel that isn't going to facilitate Strength. the correct posture. Yeah, yeah, it's too close. For that style. So opening the vowel and then encouraging less airflow and more efficient melting melting pots (laughs) cord closure is going to be the thing which is where your mate comes in so we would suggest to Hillary one of the first things you can do obviously it'd be great to work with you and or work with your teacher at the time and talk about vowel shaping on those pitches bring the volume down but using the straw on an A sustaining with if, vibrato. And if you get a clean sound, then you've got a way forward in, in training that. Exactly. Um, or at least figuring out what it is, but I think the scope is essential, isn't it? Sure. Um, so that hopefully helps in some way. Yes. Um, well, that's us wrapped up for today. Uh, there is a supporting blog, um, which for this particular episode, being that it's like loads of information, would be useful to go to. So it's the nakedvocalist.com forward slash podcast forward slash 42 is that the episode we're on? got it man 42 the number 42 so go to that review this a few times take some of the information and write out regime uh, but in any case i'll put one in the blog right thank you but until next time uh we'll just chill out i guess use a bit of the straw all right do it f- eight times a day five minutes take it easy report back <laughs>